Hi, everyone. Welcome to Killer Astrology, the podcast. My name is Laura, and I'll be your host as every other week we explore a new true crime case through the lens of astrology. Each episode of this podcast will start with the story of a true crime case. In part two, I'll examine the astrology chart of the person or persons involved to help us better understand what motivated them to commit their crimes. This week, we're discussing the case of Christian Longo, who you may know from the film True Story with Jonah Hill and James Franco. While the movie provides a fascinating account of Longo's murder case, there is so much more to uncover, as you may imagine. We'll start at the beginning. Christian Longo was born on January 23, 1974, in Ypsilanti, Michigan, to a family with very strong Christian values. He was the oldest of two brothers, and at the beginning of his life, he lived with both of his parents in Michigan. However, his parents' marriage suffered because of his father's abusive behavior, and they wound up divorcing when he was four years old. Christian's mom remarried pretty early on in Christian's life to a man who shared the family's faith. When he was 10 years old, his family became Jehovah's Witnesses, and as a young teenager, Christian would train door-to-door to become a missionary. But his actions were not always supportive of the faith that he promoted. In school, Christian struggled to perform well and actually wound up hacking into his school's computer system to inflate his grades. Because of his difficulties in school, his parents pulled him out and began homeschooling him, but he never received his high school diploma. His parents were very strict and prohibited him from dating, even when he became an adult. So he decided to rebel and move out of the home shortly after his 18th birthday. As a teenager without a high school diploma and with very few vocational skills, it was challenging for Christian to make money. He worked briefly at a jewelry store as a teenager, but was fired when he was caught stealing $108 from the business. This was certainly not the last incident of theft for Christian. He married his wife, Mary Jane, when he was just 19 years old and she was 26. Mary Jane quickly gave birth to their first child in 1997, and by 1999, they had three children. By this time, Christian was 25 years old and struggling to financially support a family of five. As we all know, people respond to their difficulties in different ways. Some people get three jobs and make it work. Some people take out loans. Some people con. And that's what Christian did. After a handful of lost jobs and multiple failed business attempts, Christian took stealing to a whole new level. He started opening up and maxing out multiple credit cards, using false names to make purchases, and even writing false checks to amass about $30,000 worth of stolen funds. This was on top of the debts that he and his family already had. He created a fake driver's license and with his new false identity went to test drive a car, which he ultimately stole. He was found out and prosecuted in Michigan for some of his crimes, but he only received probation and an order to pay out restitution. This punishment was not nearly enough to motivate Christian to change his ways and the direction of his life. As if there wasn't enough going on financially and legally, while all of this was going on, Christian's marriage started to crumble. His wife found emails written to him by another woman. She confronted him, and he told her that he was no longer in love with her and that she paid too much attention to the children and he wasn't getting enough. Now, Mary Jane had been raised in the Christian faith, and she was taught to stay with her husband no matter what. So instead of leaving him, she stayed. The rest of the time that Mary Jane and her family spent with Christian was a complete mess. In 2001, Christian violated his probation and moved his family to a warehouse in an effort to save money. This warehouse was in Ohio, and as you can imagine, it was not a home. They didn't stay there long, though, because Christian was a wanted man. 
He decided to flee with his family to Oregon to avoid detection, stealing a van as a means of transportation along the way. When the family got to Oregon, they lived in a motel in the town of Newport. Christian became a barista at a local Starbucks, maybe to save money, maybe to pass the time, or maybe even to form an alibi. We may never know. What we do know, though, is that on the night of December 18th, 2001, Christian attended a work party and remarked to a coworker that his wife and kids would not be coming around anytime soon. The next day, the body of his four-year-old son, Zachary, was found floating in a marina just south of where he was living. Three days after that, his three-year-old daughter, Sadie, was discovered at the bottom of a lake. Mary Jane's body and the body of Madison, Christian's two-year-old daughter, were found in suitcases that had been dropped in a nearby river. Both Mary Jane and Madison had been strangled. Before he could be apprehended by the police for the murder of every member of his family, Christian had fled. He went to San Francisco, where he applied to work at a Starbucks there, but quickly changed his mind, and with the credit card information he had previously stolen from a Starbucks customer, he bought a plane ticket to Mexico. Now, Christian had evaded the cops many times before, but they were not going to let him get away with it this time. While Christian was partying in Cancun as if on vacation, the FBI was circulating his picture everywhere. He wound up being identified by two tourists in Cancun, Mexico, and they reported him to the authorities. But the couple who met him on their vacation didn't know him as Christian. They knew him as Michael, Michael Finkel, a writer for the New York Times. Michael Finkel had recently been fired from the New York Times for falsifying the information in one of his articles. If you've read his book, True Story, or seen the film based on the book, you may know that Christian used his charm to form somewhat of a friendship with Michael during his murder trial. In my opinion, the relationship between these two men is an excellent example of Christian's manipulative character and tendency to be completely self-serving. Going back to his arrest, Christian was finally apprehended in Mexico on January 13, 2002, less than a month after murdering his family. His trial began on February 14, 2003, where Christian initially pled guilty to the murder of his wife and his two-year-old daughter, but claimed that Mary Jane had killed Zachary and Sadie herself. This was a terrible lie, and the jury saw right through it. On April 17, 2003, Christian was sentenced to death. While in prison awaiting his death sentence, he eventually confessed to the murders of all his children. He said that he agreed with a diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder that he had received from a psychologist as part of his criminal trial. He spoke of regret and heartache and of doing something good for the world as a result of his imprisonment. He started conversing with a female pen pal, who he later petitioned to marry, though he says that was a prank, to start a movement to help death row inmates donate their organs. Christian says that he wants to work on this issue to make a positive change in the world. That very well may be true, but I'll let you decide. As of now, Christian is in prison in Oregon awaiting the realization of his sentence. Now we'll switch gears to look at Christian's astrology and get a better sense of his motivations and the reasons behind his behaviors. I'd like to start out chart readings by discussing an individual's big three, which is their ascendant, which gives information about how other people see them, their sun sign, or the characteristics they're building over their lifetime, and their moon sign, which gives insight into the emotional world that they're living in. Unfortunately, I don't have all this information for Christian because I can't find his birth time online. 
However, we can still gain a lot of information by looking at the other clues in his chart, and honestly, even without his big three, the chart is pretty striking. I've gone through a couple of potential birth times for Christian, and for the rest of this discussion, I'm going to assume that he was born more than 50 minutes after midnight on January 23rd. This is because the probability of that being the case is just very high, and also because it puts his moon firmly in Aquarius. Now, I wouldn't rule out completely the possibility that he has a 29-degree Capricorn moon, but for the purposes of this discussion, we'll assume he doesn't, and I think that's pretty safe. So, moving forward with this birth time, Christian has nine planets in air signs, three planets in fire signs, two planets in earth signs, and no planets in water signs. The elemental makeup of a person's astrology chart is super important because the different elements play out in different ways in your life and create different qualities of expression. Air signs, for example, are related to intellect and communication. Fire signs are related to drive, motivation, and outward expression. Earth signs help us build, and water signs help us feel. Five of the planets in air signs in Christian's chart are in Aquarius, Now, air signs are naturally more emotionally detached than signs in other elements, and an argument can be made that Aquarius is the most detached. Having five personal planets in Aquarius, including his sun and his moon, and no planets in water signs is exactly why Christian was almost completely unable to act from a place of empathy in any situation in this story. To be clear, I'm not making a general statement that people who have lots of air signs in their chart are not able to feel compassion, but in this particular case, there were a lot of factors in the chart that played out in a way that he just impeded him from doing that. I'm going to take a couple minutes to get a bit deeper into the technical portions of this chart and break down the Aquarius stellium that we're working with. If Christian is in fact born after 1250 a.m., on the date of his birth, then we know that the planets within Aquarius are his sun, his moon, Mercury, Venus retrograde, and Jupiter. And all of these planets are within a 17 degree range, which is pretty close together, meaning that they all conjunct each other. One of the most important conjunctions in this configuration, in my opinion, is the conjunction between Christian's sun and Christian's Venus retrograde. They are both within the same degree, and that means that they're super connected. Venus retrograde tends to be one of the more difficult placements for personal planets because Venus is all about how we express love, how we take in love, how we manage our resources. And when it's retrograde, those systems can just be a little bit funky. Now, I'm not saying that everybody with Venus retrograde has horrible luck in relationships or is unable to manage their resources or their values, and that's that's absolutely untrue. But for some people, depending on the other factors in the chart, these difficulties can be pretty extreme. Now, I think this is so important with Christian. If we think about how he managed his resources, I mean, he really didn't do it in any kind of typical way or in a way that benefited either him or his family in the end. I think a lot of this is due to the stress aspect that we see between his sun, his Venus, and his Uranus, which is square those planets, and therefore making him a little bit more impulsive in those areas of life. 
Uranus, which has a connection to Christian's Aquarius placements, both through sign leadership and through aspects, is also connected to the south node and to a retrograde Saturn through a trine aspect. This configuration makes it really easy for Christian to rebel. That's his first impulse. His first impulse is not to follow the rules that are given to him, but to go his own way. And this tendency, combined with his detachment and his lack of empathy through the lack of water signs, made it really easy for him to rebel and not consider the consequences for other people. When we take a look at Christian's life and Christian's behaviors, we see the relationship between these planets play out in a very significant and concrete way. From the time that he was a young adult working his first jobs, Christian was stealing money from the businesses that employed him. When he had a family to support, he continued to break the rules surrounding his personal resources, Venus, by taking risks, Uranus, and ignoring the rules governing the behaviors typically accepted by society in these areas, Saturn retrograde. Now, I could seriously go on forever about the natal placements in this case. However, I'm going to switch gears because I took a look at the transit chart for the day that Christian told his co-workers that they wouldn't be seeing his family anymore. The planetary energies on December 18th, 2001, give a lot of insight into what Christian was going through internally, consciously, and subconsciously. There are a whole bunch of things that stick out to me about the transit chart for December 18th, 2001. Some of the most significant placements, in my opinion, are the locations of the transiting Neptune, transiting South Node, and transiting Sun. On the day after Christian killed his family, Neptune was exactly conjunct his Venus retrograde, conjunct his sun, and trine his Pluto. This means that the boundaries between his self-image, his family, and his financial resources were completely blurred. It appears that he believed his family was taking up too much space in his life. He was likely very aware of this on a conscious level, but he might not have had insight into the reasons why he felt that way. You see, with the natal north node in Sagittarius, Christian's goal in his lifetime is associated with growth and freedom. While he believed that the family that he was living with was his problem, the actual barrier to achieving his goal was his own self-destructive patterns of impulsivity and selfishness. The drive to murder his family in December was affected by the transiting nodal opposition he was undergoing on that day, which likely created an intense subconscious confusion about the best way to achieve his life goal. Another important factor here is the placement of transiting Jupiter, which is exactly sextile his natal Mars on this day. Jupiter, the planet of expansion, blew the explosive and violent capacities of Mars to very dangerous levels, especially given the other planetary factors that were occurring at the time. As we know, the way that Christian handled the planetary energies of this time was tragic. We can only hope that the regret he's expressed since being in prison is real. Thank you for tuning in to this first episode of Killer Astrology. I'm your host, Laura, and I'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. If you like what you've heard so far, please share this episode with your friends and check out our social media listed in the episode description.